Hello, friends. Welcome to Resting Church Face, a podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Allen, and this is episode 36. This week, we're going to be talking about the best time of year. And of course, I'm talking about fall. It's finally here. So sit back, relax, make some banana bread, or buy it from Publix and heat it in the microwave. And let's talk about how we can make this fall even cozier than the set of Gilmore Girls. Guys, it's September, which means we are on the cusp of the most wonderful time of the year. And yes, Christmas is my favorite holiday, but autumn is my favorite season, hands down. And the moment that we enter September, because it's a burr month, I'm like, it's fall. So September 1st, I've got the decorations out. I'm getting the pumpkin spice creamer. I'm living my best fall life. And so, yes, is it, as I'm recording this today, was it 85 degrees out at some point today? Yes, it was. It's still hot, but guys, it's there. Like I can feel it. You know, you go outside at night and there's just that little tinge of cold air that hits you for just a second when you step outside that lets you know it's almost here. Fall is almost upon us. So for this episode, I want to talk about What are the things that make us feel the folliest? That isn't a word. We're going to make it a word because we're going to have the folliest fall that that has ever falled. (laughs) But what are the books? What are the movies? What are the music? What are the activities that we can do or enjoy doing that make us get the most out of this crisp, scarf-wearing, football playing, leaves falling season. Okay, here we go. Let's start with music that is perfect to listen to in the fall. So when I think of music that reminds me of autumn, I kind of think of songs that are slightly melancholy because I think autumn itself has a slight sense of sadness of things ending. It's not necessarily heartbreak. So I'm not like, I'm not wanting to listen to songs that make me, you know, devastated, but just kind of this wistful yearning kind of just melancholy. And the first album that I think of when I think about fall that kind of fits that criteria perfectly is Nickel Creek. And it's their very first album titled Nickel Creek. (laughs) And In particular, their song, Out of the Woods, it's actually a cover of a song by an Irish musician named Sinead Lohan, but it is all of those things that I just mentioned. It's slightly sad, it's a little wistful, um, and it kind of paints a picture in your mind. So speaking of picture, the lyrics are, I wish you out of the woods and into a picture with me. And it is the most dreamy vocals and instrumentation, and it lulls you kind of into a a good mood. (laughs) And it just feels like the beginning of fall. There is also something about this season that makes me feel super nostalgic. And especially for times when I was in my early 20s or when I first graduated from high school. And there are two albums that really remind me of being really young. And back in the early 2000s, I lived in Nashville for a very short time. I moved there in the summer. I think I was 24 years old when I moved there. 
And I really didn't know anybody. And I ended up working at a Borders and those don't even exist anymore. They were kind of the big rivals for, at that time, Barnes and Noble. And I worked in the media section. And so I got a discount on CDs. And if you don't think I used that discount all of the time, I think I probably spent more of my paycheck on CDs than I did for things I actually needed. But two of the albums I can remember buying and listening to over and over in my apartment and in my car. And I know it was during the fall because I can remember driving and feeling kind of homesick, but also enjoying my independence. Just, you know, I was in my 20s and it was all new. So the two albums that I bought, the first one was Damien Rice and it was his uh, album called O. And I loved that album so much. And it, it again, it feels like autumn. And even if I hadn't bought it in autumn, I think it feels like it. Um, all of the songs are just a little bit sad. He has a very plaintive quality to his voice. He's Irish. Um, he sings a lot of times with a cello and a girl singer. Um, so, so a lot of them are just duets, but they're all kind of soft and uh, intimate. And the song that really reminds me so much of that season of my life, fall and being young, is the song The Blower's Daughter. That Go listen to this song. I'm going to put all of these on um, our Resting Church Face playlist, by the way. But that song is just, ugh. it's sad, but it's also a little hopeful, but it also makes you kind of want to be in love in that kind of way. So Damien Rice, oh, wonderful album. I still love it. And then the other album that I bought during that time was Ray LaMontagne. And it was, I believe it's his self-titled album. I need to look up and see, but it's the album that had Trouble on it. And that song was everywhere for a while. It had, you know, it was an all of the, I think it was like a PetSmart commercial, but all of those songs have this very um, old timey quality to them. And in fact, when I first heard the album, when I was working at Borders, I thought it was an older album, like from the seventies or, you know, the late sixties. And I was really shocked that this guy was very close to my age and that it was modern. And I love all of the songs. Of course, again, Trouble was the big hit, but I think my favorite song on that whole CD is Jolene. It's not the Dolly Parton version. It's a completely different song. But it is the saddest song. This one is sad, but it also is just beautiful. It's very haunting. Um, so that probably is my favorite one on that album. So those two albums, Damien Rice and Ray LaMontagne, sound just like fall to me. And then as far as new songs, I would say my favorite current fall sounding song is a song called Older Now by Rosemary and Garlic. I actually texted this song to a friend not long ago and said, does this not sound like everything that is what is wonderful about autumn? <laughs> and it just really is. It's very sweet. It's simple. And I love it. So again, I'll put all of these on our Resting Church Face playlist for you to listen to. Future Amanda dropping in here as I'm editing this podcast to tell you that I am going to actually make us a Resting Church Face fall playlist. So I'll be working on that. It'll be up, hopefully, by the time this podcast episode goes up, it will be up also on Spotify. But you can just look up Resting Church Face fall playlist. And I'll put all of these songs plus other songs that I just feel like, you know, feel like autumn. Okay, 
So now let's talk about movies that remind me of fall. So when I think about fall movies, the first one that obviously comes to mind is You've Got Mail, which I have talked a lot about. Um, But, you know, it's got the bouquets of freshly sharpened pencils and autumn in New York, all that jazz. But I won't dwell on that one because I have mentioned it several times. So let's move on to some movies that also make me think of fall, but maybe aren't quite as, you know, they don't spring to mind as, as quickly. Okay, so the first one is Rudy. So Rudy was a movie released in the 90s. It's starring Sean Astin. As, it's a true life story about a guy who wants to play at Notre Dame, but he has a lot of different uh, obstacles. Now listen, I have said many times, uh, I've gone on record as saying that I am not athletically minded. And football, while I don't not enjoy watching it, I don't still fully understand everything. And, you know, I think I said a while back that I used to be a band director who used to have to sit next to a kid who would tell me what was going on during the football games because I got confused. But I can appreciate a movie about football because this is more a movie about the spirit of football. And, you know, it's the human triumph of it all. But this movie just feels perfect for fall weather. You know, it's set in the 60s, so everything is kind of uh, moody and tinted and you know, beige (laughs) and orange, but it just has that feel. It feels like cold weather or chilly and (laughs) all the things. And, you know, we just think about football when we think of fall, obviously. And, you know, there are other movies that I think are great, like We Are Marshall and Remember the Titans. I like those too. But for me, I think Rudy is my favorite football, fall-centered movie. Also, I feel like I'm saying football in a really weird way every once in a while football. It's like (laughs) I'm putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. (laughs) It's like one of those words that just gets weirder the more you say it, like fork or road, road. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to stop because I could just go on a really long and unnecessary tangent there. The next movie that makes me feel all of the fall feelings is Dead Poet Society. So this is a movie with Robin Williams and Ethan Hawke, and it is one of the most emotional movies. It's about a bunch of boys at a at a high school uh, for boys, a private school, and Robin Williams is this different kind of teacher that comes in and just kind of shakes things up and makes them feel like there is more to life. It is also one of the saddest movies. It will make you weep, but it is beautiful. And it just makes you feel like lots of things are possible. And also the heartache of missed opportunities and misunderstandings. But it fits with the fall, autumn feel, just that whole... um collegiate, I think, feel, even though they're not really at a college, it still makes you feel that way. You know, when I went to Samford, one of the things that I loved so much about that campus was what it looked like in the fall. You know, people are on the quad playing Frisbee and, you know, throwing things back and forth. Well, Frisbee. (laughs) What else they were throwing back and forth? Probably footballs. But it just has that same feel. And this kind of movie makes you feel that same way. Like it makes you feel like you're going back to school or it makes you kind of homesick for that academic poetry-filled, passionate, smart high school life that a lot of us wish we had experienced. And it is one of Robin Williams' greatest acting performances. It's just, it's a really great, great movie. So the next two movies, I do just want to give you a language warning because 
they both have some bad language and some adult subject matter, but they are definitely two movies that I watch every autumn and I love and I think they're just kind of quintessential fall films. The first one is When Harry Met Sally. So this stars Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. And I think I think about this one as being a fall movie mostly because the poster and the cover of the DVD is Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal standing in a bunch of autumn leaves talking. And a lot of the film does take place during the fall setting because they keep meeting each other every year and it seems to be the fall every time that they meet each other. Um, it's just a hilarious movie. I love Carrie Fisher in it so much. She's probably the unsung hero of that film to me, but it is just, I don't know. It's, it's a textbook romantic comedy and I just, I really, really love it. And then the last movie that really reminds me of Autumn, and once again, this is an adult movie, but it is Goodwill Hunting starring Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. And you know, this is Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in their first breakout role it was so different from anything we had seen. You know, Matt Damon plays this guy who is um, not wealthy, doesn't have a, I think he's dropped out of high school, but he's a genius. He's a math genius. And um, Robin Williams is the therapist that kind of takes him under his wing and really tries to help him realize his potential. And it's set in Boston around Harvard. And you know, in my mind, Harvard is like in a little bubble that is always the fall. Much like I've said that Gilmore Girls, Stars Hollow is always, it's always fall there too. I know that that's not true. I know that Harvard experiences, you know, Boston experiences seasons. But in my mind, the leaves are always falling and people are always rushing to classes bundled in scarves. But this movie also makes you feel that way. And I almost feel like I understand a little bit of math when I watch this movie until, you know, then I really think about it and I'm like, no, I don't get it at all. But, it, you know, it's a very heartwarming movie. It has kind of an unexpected ending. I love the ending with Ben Affleck, the way that he reacts. Um, I think it might be Ben Affleck's most likable character to date. So there are lots of different movies that I think, you know, could qualify as fall feeling movies, but these are definitely my favorites. When it comes to books and reading in the fall, for me, cozy mysteries are the most fun things to read. Now, when it comes to, you know, Halloween and October, I, I tend to gravitate towards more scary and spooky, which we will talk about when it gets closer to that time. But for just general fall reading and enjoyment, I think cozy mysteries are where it's at. And I've mentioned some of these before, but the first cozy mysteries that come to mind in the fall, especially, are the Inspector Gamache series by Louise Penny. So these books are set in Quebec, in Montreal, and in a small town called Three Pines. And again, you don't have to read any of them in order. I think it helps if you do read them in order because, you know, it, it just kind of follows the plot a little bit better. But they all involve this inspector of the um, the police force. He's the head of the police force, the detectives in Quebec. His name is Inspector Gamache. And he lives in a very small town called Three Pines. And there's always a murder that he ends up having to solve. The very first book in the series is called Still Life. And it's great, but I've enjoyed every single one of them. And typically Louise Penny will release one every fall. And so I look forward to that every year. And that is something that kind of helps me usher in the fall season. 
There's also another writer that I really have just discovered pretty recently. Her name is Mary Stewart. She was a contemporary of Agatha Christie, but she wrote a lot of mysteries that, while they are cozy, they're a little more, I would say, intense. Um, I think my favorite one that she has written that I've read so far is called Wildfire at Midnight, and it is about a serial killer on the in the Highlands in Scotland, and it is spooky. But it's got that same feel as a lot of Agatha Christie-type stories in the settings. You know, it's written around the same time. So it's unsettling, but it's so nostalgic and um, it's got so much of a retro feel that you don't get really nervous. So you just enjoy it because it, it feels like it's an old timey story, but I've really enjoyed them. And this next book is not exactly a cozy mystery. It is a mystery, but it is a lot darker, but it perfectly fits the autumn moodiness and brooding feeling. It just, it's perfect to sit in front of a fire and get lost in it. And that is Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. So I mentioned Rebecca on the Summer Book Roundup episodes as being a book that if you haven't read, you really should. I read Rebecca, it's only been probably three or four years ago, but I was so surprised that I hadn't read it before. And, you know, I had seen it and seen it listed on a lot of, you know, the best books ever kind of lists. And for some reason, I just never picked it up. But when I did, I was just obsessed with it. It is, um, there's no supernatural anything in it. It's about this woman who meets a really rich guy. She is, um, a companion to another rich lady and she's kind of demure and kind of mousy and he falls in love with her and asks her to marry him. They get married. They end up going to his mansion and she finds out that he had been married before to a woman named Rebecca who had died under mysterious circumstances. And, Everybody just kind of keeps comparing her to Rebecca. And you just get the sense that Rebecca is still there. Like, you know, she just left the room. And there is a housekeeper named Mrs. Danvers, who is probably one of the most creepy characters ever written. And it's just a great, great mystery. And it keeps you guessing because you're not really sure where the story is going to go. And I would say that it is just really an iconic book. So again, if you haven't read Rebecca, you should pick up a copy because I really don't think you'll be disappointed. I think you'll like it. Okay, and then the last books that I'm going to mention are not cozy mysteries, but they are books that I like to come back to during the fall all the time. And that would be the Harry Potter series by J.K. Rowling. All of them are perfect fall reads. And Again, not all of the books take place in the fall, but it just feels like Hogwarts exists in a perpetual state of autumn for me. And I feel like that about the movies and the books. So if you want to just get lost, you know, we talked about sitting in front of a fire and reading. This is one of those series that you just can escape in and go into a completely different world. And it is very cozy and just, you know, makes you happy. So Harry Potter, you can never go wrong with that. Finally, let's 
let's talk about some fun fall activities. So one of the things that I did a few years ago when I lived in Huntsville was take a cemetery stroll. So Maple Hill Cemetery is this huge cemetery in Huntsville, and every October they offer a cemetery stroll, which is so cool because you get to show up, it's free, and they have people that, that you know, volunteer to do this, but they dress up like the people that are buried there and will tell you their stories, and they're so interesting. It is not creepy. Now, some of it, there are some creepy moments, um, but for the most part, it's just really interesting. Tallulah Bankhead is buried there. Um, some of Abraham Lincoln's relatives are buried there. You can still see some of the bullet holes from the Civil War when people were uh, fighting in that area that hit some of the tombstones, but they're really old. You know, it, they go back hundreds of years, and it just is a perfect fall moment. It is something to do and it's crisp outside. You're not uncomfortable in the weather and it's just really interesting. And I think they offer these things, not just in Huntsville, you know, look into your city's cemetery um, or just go to the cemetery, you know, but a lot of them do offer tours like that. I also have taken a ghost tour of Huntsville that they offer in October. So it's a really fun fall activity. And listen, I know that I am definitely the kind of girl that Leonardo DiCaprio described in Titanic as more of an indoor girl, especially in the summer. I do not want to go outside in the 9,000 degree heat and feel like I am, you know, swimming through a Louisiana bayou just to get into Target, okay? It's not my idea of fun. But in the fall, I actually enjoy being outside. I love when I can just wear a sweatshirt and be totally comfortable. And, you know, walk around with coffee and feel like I'm the main character in my own movie about myself. <laughs> so that's how it makes me feel. But we have so many opportunities to do really fun things outside during the fall, just like we do in the summer. So there are family farms, you know, everywhere in the South, especially. You've got pumpkin patches and, you know, in the North too. <laughs> They're everywhere. Um, there are cider mills. There are apple farms. There's so many things that we can do outside. And just even driving around looking at the changing leaves is beautiful. There's a little cabin that I went to with some of my friends last fall. We just spent one night. And it was so relaxing and beautiful and cozy. And I, I loved it. So those are things that you can do. There's also um, the best foods can be found in the fall. And chili cook-offs, I love those. Bring me all your chili. I want to taste all of your recipes. Do you put corn in it? Are you that kind of person? Are you a chili and cornbread person? I'll try it all. I don't care. But there's pumpkin spice. You know, listen, a lot of people don't like pumpkin spice. I am one that does. But I am... um fair to all. I am open to all fall things. I like the chestnut pralines. I like the s'mores. It's it's the best time for food. And bonfires and roasting marshmallows. Does it get better? It doesn't. That's the answer. It does not. So there's just so much to do in the fall. And I would love to hear what you guys do. Do you have fall traditions? I think we all have, you know, Thanksgiving traditions and Christmas traditions and birthday traditions, but I love the thought of welcoming the season with specific things that every family does. Even if you're not 
in a family. If you are single, make your own traditions. You know, I will, I read the same book every fall. I've mentioned this before, you know, along with the books that I mentioned, I read Emily of New Moon every fall by Ellen Montgomery because it is a book that is made for autumn. I always watch You've Got Mail, First Thing. I get that pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks because yes, it feels like fall in a cup. I don't care what you say. That's what it feels like. So what are your traditions? Let me know. Send me a message because I definitely want to hear what you and your family do to welcome the fall season in. And I hope that you all have the falliest fall that ever falled. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me again this week. And thank you, as always, for following and subscribing and telling your friends and family. It just means so much to me. If you get a chance to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be so fantastic because it just helps other people find the podcast. If you would like to find me on Instagram, it is super easy. I am at Resting Church Face. I hope you have a wonderful week and let's get together again soon. <laughs>